for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. A good interview with uh, my hometown mayor there, Mayor Helps, on that really disturbing episode that occurred at the cafe here. I wanted to put on a a drag event. I I don't think I can ever recall a politician uh, anywhere dressing up in drag to make a point, but uh, I give... uh, May or Lisa helps some credit for doing that. Yeah, that is true. You're right. That's what kind of made that story so interesting. It's it's the response to it, right? That kind of determines what the kind of community that you have. And she did a she did a great job of responding to it. Yeah, and uh, because of what you just did, I went back to my transcript of uh, Kevin Falcon here, the liberal leader on Friday, uh, because I was pretty sure he'd mentioned it, and yes, he did. He brought up the episode at uh, Cafe Fantastico here in Victoria as well on Friday, uh, right off the top of his remarks. He said he was disturbed by it. Uh, That is not the kind of British Columbia we want where the LBGTQ community is threatened that way, uh, deplored it. Uh, so I'll give him credit for flagging it as well. Yeah, good job for those guys. Now, uh, good thing you mentioned Kevin Falcon, because we're going to talk more about yeah. uh, the kind of the fallout or the, I guess, continuing repercussions of the report from the Cullen Commission last week. Because if, in, if the opposition thought this was going to be a day or two, it, it certainly isn't that. It's still there. Yeah, it is. Now, the Liberals... Uh, Falcon was asked about this some time ago. He he was not in government when most of the uh, scandal, in my view, that was uh, chronicled by the Cullen Commission, the Liberal government failing to deal thoroughly with the threat of money laundering and, in fact, allowing the wave to build. So <clears throat> most of that period in which that happened happened after Falcon left government. He uh, announced he was retiring and left the cabinet in 2012. So he wasn't there for most of it. He's not named in the report. Uh, I think the only reference to Falcon in the report is a reference to the illicit trade in peregrine falcons. So he, he could have said, hey, not my watch. He didn't do that. It, but he had said a while ago that if the liberals were found, were blamed in the report, the liberals would apologize, and he did apologize on Friday. He said that he accepted the findings of the commission that the liberal government had taken some action to rein in money laundering, but it was insufficient, and he apologized for the insufficiency, not doing enough, uh, letting it get out of control. Uh, Mike DeYoung, pretty much the same thing, as you recall last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said that he wasn't going to duck his responsibility for it. Uh, He accepted the findings. Falcon said uh, going forward that he thinks, uh, you know, the opposition should be now pressuring the NDP government to take uh, action to implement all of the, what, 101 recommendations from the Cullen Commission. Here's the thing, though. I think people are still frustrated by this, at least from what I've heard of people, is because what they wanted to hear from somebody who was in charge back then is the you know what, you're right, I should have done something. But there seemed to be this, well, we're moving on, and now we've learned lessons. There's none of the, you know what, I should have asked more questions. Well, uh, I think DeYoung's acceptance, I mean, he's the only 
uh, person named in the report who's still in the legislature. The other two people that are criticized, uh, Rich Coleman, um, <laughs> I think his statement was totally inadequate, but what are you going to do? He's not running for office anymore. He's retired. I haven't heard from Christy Clark on this one, although maybe we will. She was pretty sharply criticized. She's gone from government as well. So DeYoung's the only person named, and he took responsibility. Uh, Falcon's statement is... Uh, I, you know, I don't know how much farther the a guy who wasn't even here can can go in apologizing. I the one place where I thought Falcon fell down was when he was asked on Friday, did he think this issue would dog the liberals in the next election? He said he didn't think so because it's not a scandal. Well, he needs to reread the report on that. I think so, yeah. Maybe we can argue about the definition of what scandal is. But, no, I, I think the damage is done here to the liberals. Um, on the accountability issue, and I know uh, you had David Eby last week, uh, it maybe didn't get as much attention as it should have, but the BC Lottery Corporation was sharply criticized by the Cullen Commission for not dealing with this issue. And EB's answer on that has been there's been wholesale change at the top of the BC Lottery Corporation, in the executive suite and on the board. So to some degree, the people most responsible at the Lottery Corporation are no longer there. Right. Uh, I know we did talk to him about that, too, where he feels like they have done some hard work in kind of removing all of those people. But here's the thing. Do you think this is going to hang around, Vaughn? I mean, obviously, you know, the Liberals, the name change might help, too, in that regard, would like to move on from this and not have the name of the party associated with money laundering. Yeah, Evie Evie had a good line on that one, I thought. I mean, he said two good lines on this one was, not actually corrupt is not much of a slogan to take to the voters, although that's what the commission said about the liberals. But the other one is he speculated that maybe that's why the liberals want to change their name. They just, they, you know, it's kind of like witness protection. They don't want to have anything to do with the party that did the money laundering thing. Now, I, I think it'll be an issue. You I know, in so. British Columbia politics, I mean, not very many issues ever go away. Uh, the, the fast ferry scandal was a scandal in the, in the 1990s, and the liberals were still bringing it up in the five election and the 09 election and the 13 election. Falcon brought it up in the House the other day when he was arguing with the Premier over party legacies. So I don't think it'll go away. The question is whether there'll be other larger issues in the next election. Yeah, probably there will be. Right. Of course there will be. Well, who knows what could happen in BC politics. Uh, let's also just quickly touch on this too, that um, CETA Sky Transit Labor Settlement. We've talked about this before. Probably last time was when Vince Reddy was brought in and lo and behold, Vince Reddy made the magic work. Yes, he did. And his solution has implications that go way beyond that dispute. So there's what, 90 workers there. Uh, so it's not a huge, it was a huge labor dispute for people depending on the service, but it's not a huge in terms of numbers. And there was a long dispute. Uh, Reddy came in and really looked at everything and said, what you need here is a cost of living, is cost of living protection because of inflation. And he crafted, in my view, an ingenious solution to that issue. So governments have been reluctant to include inflation protection in contracts because those are themselves inflationary. Unions want their members protected, of course, 
But both sides are saying, well, nobody knows how big inflation is going to be. So here's what Reddy did. He crafted a settlement that says that the workers will get 13% over five years. That's locked in. But then he said, two years from now, there will be a calculation done of how much inflation has exceeded the pay rate. And two years down the road, the workers will get the balance. So if the government is right that inflation is a blip or isn't going to last very long, then it doesn't need to worry about that kind of clause. It doesn't have to pay now on the assumption that the inflation rate will stay at, what, 6.8% for another two years. But, if, but the union members are protected. If the government's wrong and their negotiators are right, there'll be a, a, a check down the road, essentially inflation protection. Uh, ingenious. Vince Reddy is a legend for good reason. Yes. The real thing is this uh, small settlement, Simi, isn't part of the main government bargaining apparatus, uh, the 184 contracts for 400,000 workers that are out there. But... This could become a model for settling some of those contracts. The, the GEU, the General Employees Union, uh, has been voting on a, having, whether or not to have a strike vote. Uh, the results will be announced this week. The voting closed last week. That union has been asking for cost of living protection. They say they want 5% or cost of living protection. And even though the government's very, very reluctant to give it, that many, this the Vince Reddy model may end up being mm. the way we go forward. So interesting. Ron, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.